welcome to the Vibrant Living Podcast with Stacey Harmer. I'm so grateful you're here. I'm a certified holistic health and life coach and passionate about creating a vibrant life. We'll have conversations about nourishing your body, heart, mind, and soul, discovering your purpose and passion, and sharing your gifts with the world. Thanks for tuning in today. This is episode 13, Dealing with Overwhelm. Hello, hello, my friends. So good to connect with you today. Wow, what a topic, overwhelm. Do you ever feel overwhelmed with your different roles and responsibilities? We just started a new year. Have you felt overwhelmed with keeping up with your good intentions and goals? What about your home and living space? We live in a time where there is an overload of things, information, activities, papers, email, all sorts of stuff that we bring into our homes. No wonder overwhelm can set in. Overwhelm is a disempowering emotion and we often indulge in it. When we're feeling overwhelmed, it often causes paralysis. Has this happened to you? I know it certainly has happened to me. Where do you start? It can often trigger habits that make you want to escape. Facing the overwhelm, like buffering with food, sugar, Netflix, or just about anything else that can give you a reprieve. Well, today we're going to talk about some strategies for overwhelm and how to set up systems for different areas of your life, personal, home, and family. So I've shared often about the four roots of the tree, of your tree, your body, heart, mind, and spirit. Well, the trunk of the tree symbolizes structure and setting up systems for the various roles that we have. This is step five of the seven steps to vibrant living. When there's order and structure in our lives, everything seems to run more smoothly. Setting up systems streamlines our efforts in the many roles we have. System stands for, as the acronym, save yourself time, energy, and money. And it really does do that. Although it does take mental energy to initially set them up, it frees your mind and energy to not have to think about it repeatedly. So our goal is to form those daily habits that come from our systems to have them go into our subconscious brain, the powerhouse of our brains, so they simply become automatic. I really like this step because I need it in my life. I admit that I thrive in structure. I'm not a fly by the seat of my pants type of gal. I like to make plans, set goals, and know where I'm going. I like to think of myself as an organized person, but it isn't something that comes a second nature to me or is very easy. Because of this, I've spent a great amount of time and effort putting order and systems in my life and then revamping or updating as needed because who, <laughs> who doesn't have their systems fall apart over time, right? I'm certainly not perfect at it, but it is all about progress, not perfection. If we wait until something is perfectly set up, we will never make any progress and we'll be stuck waiting. That is the trap many people find themselves in. So I suggest you start where you are. Give yourself some credit and simply start moving forward. I've heard it said that anything worth doing is worth doing poorly at first. It isn't, um, you know, how we do things perfectly that makes life just go with the flow. It's through our mistakes that we figure things out and find a better way to do things. So we don't want to become paralyzed because we're afraid something isn't perfect. Because I'm a wife and mother, first and foremost, I've needed to set up systems to keep my home running smoothly. I have a fairly large family and somewhat complicated. 
with grown children, grandchildren, teenage daughters, and a young special needs daughter. So sometimes the schedules, activities, carpooling, and responsibilities on top of my coaching practice and other things um, can get a bit overwhelming. So let's first talk about our physical space and lives because what we do in one area affects all the other areas. It's really quite impossible to organize clutter. So the key is to simplify and clear the excess clutter from our lives, homes, and mind. When we have physical clutter around us, the energy in our environment gets stuck. And because everything is a mirror, we personally feel stuck in our lives. When we have an excess of mind clutter, we may feel confused and overwhelmed and have a difficult time making decisions and seeing things clearly. Have you ever felt paralyzed because you've simply got too much to do? We often get overwhelmed and simply do nothing. Well, Darren Hardy, a personal development and success guru, gives an example of a lion and a lion tamer. A lion is a ferocious animal, and if you were in a den or a cage with a lion, it would likely attack you. So how does a lion tamer control a lion into inaction so it becomes docile? He has a four-legged stool pointing at the lion. The lion now has four prongs pointing at him, and he goes from a ferocious beast to completely docile. This illustrates how, as individuals, we may become paralyzed if we have too many different projects or demands pointing directly at us without any system of management. Paralysis sets in and inhibits our ability to move forward. In order to avoid this, we can break down our lives into bite-sized chunks and set up systems. I think that's the key to a calm, peaceful mind and life. Also, by taking on one task or thing at a time, we become more focused and successful and can get many more things accomplished in a quicker amount of time. System stands for, like I said, save yourself time, energy, and money. When we eliminate the excess and put systems and habits in place, we step out of overwhelm and into empowering emotions like focus, simplicity, constraint, and courage. So what is constraint? Constraint is limiting or restricting ourselves for the purpose of simplifying our lives. It is saying no to things. I know this is hard sometimes, but these things might be physical items you would bring into your home, or it could be the number of courses you sign up with, or commitments or obligations you have. Our lives have become increasingly demanding and we're certainly faced with complex challenges that seem to come at, relentless, at a relentless pace. It's easy to feel overwhelmed. In the book, Immunity Does Change, Harvard professors Robert Keegan and Lisa Leahy talk about our modern life and how it has left many of us feeling in over our heads. It doesn't have anything to do with how smart we are but simply how we make sense of the world and operate in it. I usually teach and share things that I'm personally working on right now. And I just returned home from an amazing experience over on the big island of Hawaii. I love the aloha spirit and the Hawaiian vibe. For some reason, it seems and feels easier for me to be present and live in the moment. I had my little sensory seeking daughter with me as well as some friends. And there is something so soothing about being in nature and in the ocean and hearing the waves crashing and rolling in. Well, when I came home last week, my sweet 14-year-old daughter had decided to surprise me by doing a complete closet makeover while I was gone on my master closet. She literally spent, she said, 25 hours cleaning out, discarding, organizing, and styling my closet. 
I have a large walk-in closet and many shelves that had clothing or books stacked in there. And I definitely had more than I needed. She also went through and completely organized my jewelry. So while the closet was immaculate and the shelves now were displayed with items for self-care like oils and some plants and inspiring quotes and candles, my, my bedroom now was full of the excess from the closet and the shelves. I was very appreciative, but also felt a bit overwhelmed with the project of going through many of my items um, that were in excess and I needed to figure out what to do with them now. So I'm gonna share with you what I've been focusing on the past several days. But is there an area in your life that you may be feeling overwhelmed? Maybe it's your daily schedule. Maybe it's your home that feels cluttered or stressful. I've written down a few goals for myself this year and one of my major goals is to declutter, update, redecorate and style my home. The first 11 years of our marriage, we moved 11 times. We were in college at graduate school and just moved a lot. But with each move, it focused it forced us to focus and simplify our, our things and to clear our clutter. Well, it's another thing to be living in your home for a decade or more and continually bringing things in while not releasing items at that same pace. So if you find yourself in a state of overwhelm, here are some strategies. These are some steps I've been working on this week. I'm going to describe it in my home, but these are principles that can help in every area of your life, including your mind and your time. I actually do the same process on a weekly basis when I plan my week. But first, there's so much in your brain of all the things that you need to do. When all the things are stirring around in our brains, it can feel so overwhelming and it can shut us down. So the first thing I invite you to do is simply write down all of the things in your home that need to be done if you're working on your home, okay? That's what I'll be explaining. So what we are doing is chunking it down into manageable bite-sized pieces. Since I'm working on my home, I went through my home and made a list of all the projects and areas that I wanted to work on. Since one of my goals this year is to declutter and simplify my home, I actually ended up taking photos of the different areas of my home um, that were going on my list. So I wanted to kind of catalog and track where I'm beginning and where I'm ending up. So, but first do that brain dump, just unload everything that needs to be done. Then, second, go through the list and prioritize. So for me, my first priority was my master bedroom since my daughter put all the excess items from my closet there. But as you go through your list and prioritize, you can also delete items. So just decide that they don't need to be done right now. So one area that I deleted from my list was fixing our blinds. We've lived in our home for eight years and there are a few blinds not functioning properly, but they're good enough for now. We will get to them, but I decided to narrow down and simplify my list. And that was one of the things I took off for now. You can also decide to designate at a later date to deal with that project. For example, our back patio area has a sandbox and toys as well as furniture and other things that need to be cleaned up. But since it's cold outside right now, I decided to designate that project for a later date in the spring. You can also delegate projects. For example, my daughters love to do crafts and I have a craft room. I assign them to clean out and organize the craft room since it was usually their mess in there. And they did it and they did a remarkable job and I can scratch that off my list, okay? So go through and see what you can delete, designate to a different time or delegate. Now, 
Number three, I want you to pick just one project out of the whole list. This is the key, the one thing. There's a book that's written about that. There's power and focus and constraining yourself. It's so easy to pop all over the place and start in one area, but then get distracted and move through several rooms, not finishing any of them. There's something super powerful to finishing a project through until completion. Now with that one project, you can chunk it down into many steps and chunk down your time to like 15 or 30 minute segments. So yesterday when I did this, I made micro steps and assigned my time. I had a block of two hours that I gave myself to finish my master bedroom. Well, so for 15 minutes, I went through everything I could and simply threw it away. I had a large garbage bag that I filled up. I went through papers and I just tried to, as quickly as I could, I set that timer for 15 minutes. And um, then the next 15 minute segment is I had another garbage bag and I wanted to fill it up to give items to the DI or Goodwill. Sometimes this is so hard to do is to let go of things. These were not sentimental items, so I was able to go through them quickly, and I did fill up a garbage bag to give away. And since I set a timer, I was motivated to get through everything before the timer went off. I do something that I've written about in my book, and it's called CPR, Categorize, Purge, and Reorganize, or Rearrange. I had already put my items into categories, categories the day before, so then I was able to purge a good amount in a fairly quick amount of time. And then the last step was to rearrange. I simply took the extra items to the various places in my home that they belong, mostly my office downstairs. I still have work to do in other areas of my home, but I cleaned and cleared out my bedroom space and it feels amazing. With any project we take on, we need to know our why. Our why is what is going to sustain us through the hard work and effort it's going to take to get organized and declutter or take on project. So what is your why? I feel like my physical home is a reflection of my life and myself. What you do in one area of your life reflects in other areas of your life. So I'm working on my physical health and relationships. So I see that as I get rid of the excess and simplify and beautify my home, I see that also symbolically affecting my physical health as well as the relationships I'm focusing on. Another why for me is that when there's order in my home. I feel peaceful, serene, more calm, and have more freedom. It clears a mental space, and we love to have gatherings in our home, and I want the freedom to do that and feel happy about it. Your why should motivate you to continue on with a project. It should cause you to be excited. Manage your feelings by what you are thinking. Our feeling always drives our actions that produce our results, so find a why that gets you excited. When I have order in my life, everything seems to flow beautifully. When there's no order, things fall into chaos pretty quickly. Because I've lived in both chaos and order and prefer my life to flow smoothly, I've come up with ideas and systems or borrowed ideas from others that work for me. I'll explain and share a few of the systems and ideas that I have found helpful and also share resources where you can go much more in depth. So one is schedule everything on your calendar. Marie Forleo, a mentor and founder of the popular online business school, says to schedule everything on your calendar. If it is not written down and scheduled, it is not real. I have found it very helpful to use both my iPhone calendar and a paper calendar to keep my schedule. I like my iPhone because it can send me reminder notices uh, before an event is scheduled. So 
or before that scheduled event. So I'm also very visual, so I like a paper calendar to see everything in the bigger picture that I've written out. Yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily goals are another area that, and area that I like to focus on, and it's a powerful tool. I've used um, to simply write and get ideas and thoughts out of my brain and then put them on paper into these areas. Well, as we do this, this creates space in our brains for more ideas to come as well. So make a list of everything you need or would like to do. Then span out, okay? Set five-year, one-year, quarterly, monthly, and weekly goals. When we lay it out like this, we can see that we can have it all, just not all at the same time. Because I certainly am one that wants to do it all like right now, and that can definitely put us into overwhelm. So, and when I do that, I often put too much on my plate. But once I get it written out and can see the bigger picture, everything becomes more doable. And I can enjoy the journey, live in the present moment, and focus on one thing at a time. It is much more likely that we will accomplish something if it is written down. In fact, only around 3% of the population actually writes down goals. Once a goal is written down, it gets programmed into our subconscious brain, especially if we focus on it we are then much more likely to accomplish it. I like to, like I said, divide those goals out um, in those different areas as, as five years, one year, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and even daily. So that's just something that helps my brain. Another thing that I have done um, in my life to get things done is I categorize my day. And as I've done this, it's helped just in my brain look at certain days and different things that I do for certain days. And that is, I divide those days up. And I don't always do it perfectly, but it helps compartmentalize my brain and the things I need to do. So this is an example of what I have done. And once again, there's different times I've used it more um, purposefully, but Mondays, usually I like to set aside for my cleaning, laundry, meal prep day. Okay, just kind of follow up from the weekend. Tuesdays, I set aside time for coaching, um, running errands. Wednesday, paperwork, working or working on my business or correspondence or writing. Thursdays, it could be a project day. Friday, coaching clients or field trips. Um, so there's a lot of freedom there and I don't always follow up perfectly. But just putting my days in my head like that, it helps me because I might be thinking, oh, I want to go visit my grandkids. And it could just keep taking space in my brain. But if I know, okay, Friday is when I have the filter day and I have some time and space to go and do some of those things, I can. And then I can just set it aside. It's like putting it on the shelf. And so it's not stirring up in my brain. Um, another thing I like to do is AM PM routines. And that is simply just bookending my days. In the morning, you know, there's a few things I like to do. I like to exercise. If I don't do it first thing in the morning, I likely won't do it. And um, so move my body. In fact, I actually like the what Hel, um, Elrod teaches in the book, The Miracle Morning. And it's the saver. So S stands for silence. So have some quiet time in my brain for silence, meditation. Um, a stands for affirmations. Have some words that you say, positive affirmations that you say. I have them memorized that I like to repeat. V is visualization. You know, visualizing 
whatever it is you are trying to create. That's part of our spiritual creation of whatever that is or the creation of our day. S-A-V-E stands for exercise, so getting movement. And it might even be just a short walk. It might be some stretches, whatever that is. But get your body moving. Um, R stands for reading. You know, I like to spend time in my scriptures and read other uplifting material, just even if it's just five minutes in the morning. And then the last S stands for scribe, which is another word for writing. So writing down, I always talk about doing the brain dump in the morning, writing things down, getting it out of your brain, doing your morning notes, kind of clearing your head. You can also do a thought, like a thought download and a model on your thoughts and an intentional model. And anyway, those are some of the practices that I do in the morning. And I, I give myself a certain amount of time. I'm not always perfect at it, but I tell you, my day certainly goes better when I do that. Then there's the evening routine, and that is much more simple, but usually some meditation, prayer, and writing, maybe some gratitude things, and planning my day for the next day. So another area of um, my life that I like to try to organize are like my meal planning and shopping things. For years, I had um, my meals planned out. I found meals that my family liked. And then I created a shopping list for that weekly menu. And it, it just saves so much brain space to not have to figure out every single week, what are we going to eat and what do we need to buy and all that. I just went week one and I knew it and it was done. Well, right now we tried something different and it is actually working so wonderfully. We use um, a service called HelloFresh and there are meals that come to us. They're like they package the ingredients and the um, recipes and they're healthy and delicious. And my daughters love to cook so they can follow the colorful step-by-step -step instruction. Well, they're getting great experience with meal preparation and cooking. And I've been able to delegate that. And so it's a true win-win. So those are a few of the systems I put in place and a few tips and tools that I hope that you'll find helpful as we step out of overwhelm and into creating systems. Remember, we can't organize clutter. The last thing I'd say is try to get rid of as much as you can, whether it be physical items or commitments or whatever it is. Like We often have too much on our plate or too many things. So um, getting rid and then putting systems in the different areas of our lives to have them run more smoothly. So thank you for joining in today. I hope these were helpful and we will catch you again next time. Bye-bye.